0: And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. UFC 277. It's, it's a fairly lackluster pay-per-view. Um, you know, headlined by Juliana Pena, Amanda Nunez. I'm excited for the fight. Not going to get a whole lot of buys. Uh, you got flyweights as the co- Main event. Eh, not the most stacked. We're coming off of what was supposed to be a stacked and absolutely wild UFC London. Didn't really end that way. Kind of became the uh, Patty Pimblett, Molly McCann show. So, you know, I'm excited for some bets this weekend, but it's not a UFC 268. It's not a UFC 200. It's a UFC 277. Before we get to that, though, I want to mention a few things. One, you may have noticed switched up the angle. Got my uh, my Funko's in the background, so I'm a real podcaster now. It's official. Uh, also, usually I will be touching on this. This week I am busy on Tuesday. I'm going to be going to see Nope, Jordan Peele's new movie. Uh, don't spoil it or I will spoil you. So Dana White Contender Series comes back Tuesday, every Tuesday for 10 weeks running through the fall. I always bet that. I was like plus 10 units on that last year so. I will be including that in my early leans videos from now on. I will be posting that on my Twitter this week, though. Haven't tuned in. Won't be making any bets. I don't even know who's fighting. I'll watch it on Wednesday. So good luck with that. Um, Lastly, before we get into the leans for 277, I want to apologize because I'm a very transparent person with my betting as a handicapper. I think handicappers should be transparent. I don't like people that make up units that make up stats that hide their losses. No, if people are following your bets, you own up, you, you, you hold yourself accountable and you're honest with yourself and the people that follow you. I lost 5.8 units this past weekend on USC London, my worst betting night ever. If you tailed me, I genuinely, I am sorry. Um, however, if you tell me every week, it's not that big a freaking deal because we've been up way big the past three weeks. But anyways, I do apologize this past weekend. Uh, my early leans video last week that I put for out for UFC London was, like, spot on. I just, for whatever reason, went against my better judgment and didn't hit those bets. So, minus 5.8 units going into UFC 277, but we're still way up on the year. It's okay. That's why they say it's a marathon and not a sprint, folks. Anyways, UFC 277, the stellar pay-per-view coming up Saturday, July 30th. Again, not that stellar. Uh, we're going to start at the top, work our way down. Main event, Juliana Pena, the champ going up against the, uh, the old-timer Amanda Nunez. Juliana Pena is right now sitting at a plus 230. Amanda Nunez, obviously a minus 250. The lines were way more drastic their first fight. We all know what happened. Huge upset. My girl Pena got it done. Strap around her waist now. What's going to happen in this fight? Let me start out by saying I am going to be laying some money on Juliana Pena. Even with Amanda Nunez being at this minus 250, the first time she's been a good parlay piece in like what five years, I'm still not going to hit her. I, I, I genuinely think Juliana Pena is going to get it done again. Number one, if you watched tough this season, which you probably didn't, but I did, Juliana Pena is so freaking locked in, man. Amanda Nunez. I mean, she's the GOAT. She's a fighter. She's not a coach. She's a fighter. Me and my uh, buddy Dave Fretz were talking about this last night. Amanda Nunez is a fighter's fighter. She goes in there. She smashes your face with her fists, and she knows how to do that. She doesn't know how to coach. She's not the best coach. Her her her, her performance, the way she was portrayed this season, came off as kind of uninspiring, especially compared to Julianne Pena, who's cage signed. Like, let's go! Let's go! Oh, she's wild. She's very inspiring. She's a great coach. She had the energy all season. It was a boring season, not much trash talk, but Juliana Pena was the one that showed up and had the energy. Her team also like blew Nunez's team out of the water. Tough aside, talking about actual octagon skills, I genuinely think Pena is a bad matchup for Nunez. I don't think she's necessarily better than Nunez, but she's a bad matchup. She's long. She's in your face. She's tough as a goat. She got clipped and clipped and clipped and hit by Amanda Nunez and still managed to finish her. Uh, I I also think Amanda Nunez is probably underestimating her a little bit again. It really seemed that way on tough this season. I might be looking too much into a reality show. She's a plus 230 underdog. I'm not going to be laying even close to like a unit or two down on her. She'll get a small play, but... Damn it if I'm wrong, Juliana Pena is gonna get it done again. She is the one who's motivated. Amanda Nunez, I don't think her prime's past her. I don't think she's done. I just don't think she's got the Bantamweight strap in her. I don't, is this even for Bantamweight or featherweight? I don't even, I don't, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Pena's is gonna win. Main event over with. Let's move down. I only have, excuse me. I only have two money lines that I, that I like right now 100% to bet on. I have a couple that I'll get into later that I have questions about in a parlay. But for now, my, the only other money line I like is another underdog. Alex Morono, plus 135, going up against Matthew Samuelsberger, minus 155. I think the, 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 the lines are wrong here. And, and anytime I think the lines are wrong, I hit it. I'm a value boy, as Quinn Orthodox says on the Twitter shouts i i i think morono should be the favorite a small favorite a minus 155 a minus 140 is something but i I don't understand the underdog last time i said this i was wrong i said this about paul craig last weekend that didn't work out but morono here is four and six in his last ufc fight last six ufc fights four and six the only two people he lost to was anthony pettis by decision and chaos williams who also beat semelsberger That's MMA math. That's risky. I understand. I just think Morono has the more experience against top guys who he's been beating recently. Even if you want to say, oh, shut up. That's cowboy. Cowboy wasn't as dry as he is now two years ago when he fought Morono. That was a pretty good fight. Uh, I also think Morono is extremely durable. We have seen him. I don't even know if he's gotten knocked. He's gotten clipped, but that dude's chin is crazy. He's granite. He keeps going. He says, let's go. And then sloppy boxes his way to a finish. He's got the the BJJ skills. He's got the boxing. He's got the Muay Thai clinch game. Four losses, or excuse me, two losses in the past four years to Anthony Pettis and Chaos Williams, who also beat Semelsberger. I'm with it. Alex Moreno plus one thirty five with the experience, of durability, and the boxing skills over Matthew Semi. Call me crazy. We'll find out. Those are the two money lines I'm throwing down on right now. And by throwing down, I mean sprinkling on, because they're both underdogs. I'll end up finding a play later in the week, uh, later in the week I'll tell you all about. But for now, I'm going to hit those two underdogs. There's a parlay I like. And this parlay may not end up being a parlay because I want to watch one of the lines. Brandon Moreno, minus 205 versus Kai Kara France, who's a plus 175. If you parlay Moreno with Magomed Ankalaev, who's a uh, minus 460, who's going up against Anthony Smith, Plus three seventy. Brandon Moreno minus two hundred five. Magomed Ankalaev minus four sixty. That comes out to a minus one twenty three parlay. Doggy. That is as surefire as you can get in the sport of MMA. Anthony Lionheart Smith, that's what he's got. He's got a lion heart. He doesn't have the fight skill or the durability or the chin. Or I mean, That's not true, actually. He does have the durability and the chin. But he doesn't have the spirit to win anymore, especially against a guy as brutal, skilled, and destructive as Magomed Ankoliyev. Ankoliyev, rightful line of minus 460 here. No disrespect to Anthony Lionheart Smith. But he feeds himself to the Lions every fight. I think if Anthony Smith was fighting guys ranked like 15 to 10 outside the top 15 he'd be he'd be winning but he's not he's fighting top five guys top 10 guys where he doesn't really quite belong in my opinion and he's going to lose this weekend why do i want to throw brandon moreno in there because you can't play a minus 460 favorite that's absurd right now brandon moreno is sitting at a minus 205 when i wrote these notes up last night he was sitting at a minus 210 if brandon moreno gets to like a minus 170 a minus 180 Hell, a minus 190, I will smash that money line all day with like three or four units. Very confident Moreno here. Kai France. he's got the power. Knocked out Cody. That gave him a lot of hype, a lot of recency bias. I think a lot of people watching this might be able to knock out Cody nowadays. He beat Askar Askarov. I don't 100% know if everybody agrees with the scorecards, but he got the dub. He's looked good as of late brandon moreno's look better the only loss brandon moreno's had in what like four years five years is to figgy his last fight and myself included i'm not even 100 sure that was a loss a lot of people think he won that fight regardless lost it lost to the champ moreno here i just think he's better everywhere maybe he doesn't have the power kai has but as my boy mcgregor said timing precision little bit better than power. Brandon Moreno is a skilled striker. He's a durable striker. His boxing is clean. He's got that clean, crisp, powerful Mexican boxing. I don't like betting against that anytime. You look at the mat. Brandon Moreno has great wrestling, great grappling, great jujitsu. He survived against Figgy, not even survived against Figgy. He just grappled, exchanged and out grappled Figgy in a lot of that uh i just i don't see a lot of avenues for kai to win here i like the line plus 175 minus 205 but i'm watching it i don't understand why this line would get wider or closer excuse me but if moreno hits minus 190 i'm smashing it otherwise moreno minus 205 minus 210 minus 215 with a minus 460 to minus 500 and kalayev that'll be like a minus 120 to a minus 140 parlay that's probably where where we're going to hit I don't anticipate the Moreno line getting closer. Surprised it even went down since last night. But if it does, we're there. We're smashing it. Here's where this lean video gets interesting because I have questions. I have questions. There are two money lines here that I, I don't know where I'm going. We're going to start with Derek Lewis and uh, Sergey Pavlovich. If I said the name wrong, sorry. I'm not Russian, But right now, that's a pick'em minus 110, minus 110. Derek Lewis is Derek Lewis. He's never going to be that big an underdog because he has the hammers as for hands that can knock anybody out, including Curtis Blades, who was like winning the fight, huge favorite, knocked out. Alexander Volkov, losing the whole fight, 229 McGregor card, last 10 seconds of the fight, knockout. out. Derek Lewis got the hands, man. Scary to bet against Derek Lewis, but I am hesitant to bet on Derek Lewis here because of what we saw last fight. Forget about Cyril Ghan. I don't think that's fair. Cyril Ghan, Cyril Gon, Not a good matchup for Derek Lewis. A lot of people were surprised he got the TKO. I don't know why. I mean, again, it's Derek Lewis. If he lands the one punch, it's over. But when you get up to the top there with guys like Cyril Gon, you're not landing that one punch, dude. What scared me last fight is against Tai Tuivasa. Tai Tuivasa went in there and fought Derek's fight. Derek was like, great, we're throwing hands, chins are open, I'm clipping you, I'm winning. And Ty didn't go down. Ty got clipped, Ty got wobbled, but Ty didn't go down. Ty actually swung back and knocked out Derek Lewis, if you recall. This is going to give Ty uh, Ty a top five fight, and I can't wait to bet against him because this is craziness, but I don't like that Derek Lewis lost a fight fighting his style of fight. Sergey Pavlovich, again, sorry if I pronounced it wrong, is a very technical heavyweight striker with power. More on the side of Cyril Ghosn, who we saw Derek Lewis struggle against. He's going to use his reach. He's going to use his jabs. He's going to use the one-two. Derek Lewis doesn't really fight like that. He fights like, whoa, you know? I think he's going to get pieced up here a little bit. And the reason I'm scared here. Is because of what his chin has done lately. Normally Derek Lewis can survive three rounds getting pieced up, getting out wrestled by Alexander Volkov. I don't know if that's the case anymore. I think a one-two by Pavlovich might put Derek Lewis out. I think Pavlovich is long enough, big enough, strong enough, smart enough to avoid the right hand from Derek Lewis. The pickum is why I'm questioning this fight. I would assume Derek Lewis was going to come in at like a minus 150, minus 160. It would have been like, eh, dog or pass. But it's the minus 110. It's making me think, hmm, we all thought the same thing with Chris Dawkins, And then we saw Derek Lewis wasn't done yet. Curtis Blades. Derek Lewis isn't done yet. Now we're throwing him an unseasoned, unexperienced Pavlovich, who we saw coming off a great knockout against Shamil. Is he ready for Derek Lewis? And if he is ready, can he avoid the right hand? Is he good enough to avoid Derek's fight? And is he good enough to avoid Derek knocking him out? I don't know. This is a tough fight to call. Because when this was announced a few months ago by Marcel, I was all over Pavlovich. I was like, oh, He's gonna be a big dog. I'm gonna bet him. Derek Lewis wins will be happy. I love Derek Lewis. If he loses, my brains was right. Now it's a minus one ten, minus one ten. I don't know what to say. Last night when I wrote this, Pavlovich was like a plus one twenty, and I was like, okay, cool. I'll probably, or excuse me, no, not excuse me. Pavlovich was a plus one twenty, and I was like, hmm, okay. I'll, uh, I'll probably throw some down on him. Had him circled. This morning I wake up, double check minus one ten, minus one ten. I don't know. Let me know your thoughts on the Derek Lewis, Sergey Pavlovich fight, because I'm tossed up on that right now. I'm going to have to watch the odds this week and the lines, but I would say dog or pass, but there's no freaking dog here. (sighs) I just hope someone gets knocked out. Anyways, last last fight I want to talk about here. Another one, I don't know what to do. Because my brain is saying one thing, and then the other part of the brain is saying another thing. And the line is saying another thing. And people on Twitter are saying another thing. And I'm conflicted. Creatine time. Alexander Pantoja. Alex Perez. Pantoja is right now a minus 170. Perez is a plus 145. This is me thinking this line is also switched. Okay? Okay. Alex Perez has had two years straight of like five or six canceled bouts in a row. Hasn't fought since 2020, I believe. Maybe 2019. I just know it's been six canceled fights in a row. Before this, undefeated in the UFC before his first loss to Figgy. Okay? I was very, not was, I am very high on Alex Perez. I think Alex Perez is going to be a future champ. I just think the inactivity, feeding him to the dogs like Pantoja. And then giving them a plus one forty five. What? I can't even say why is he the underdog here because I get it. I think he's even. Let me let me let me look something up here on the interwebs on the computer here because I believe. Alex Perez is the younger fighter, too, which he is. He's 30 years old. Panto is 32. Don't get the line here. Panto is great. I mean, this isn't me questioning anybody's skill. I think these are the two best flyweights that aren't the champions right now, except for meaning Brandon Moreno and Figgy. They're the champions. We'll call them the champions just because of their uh, recent fights. But, you know, Panto has been more active, S- submitted Brandon Hoivel. Decision over Manel Cap, which I don't, I don't really know how how seriously you take that. But Alex Perez, the undefeated thing until Figgy, it's a hard fight to call because two years of inactivity is is rough on anyone. And you know, for twenty eight to thirty, those are two really important developmental prime years for a fighter. Pinto has been busy since then. He's been winning since then. You asked me two years ago, wins this fight, Perez. Perez coming in as a minus two ten favorite we're late we're two years later now we haven't seen Perez fight we see Panto- Pantoa light up the flyweight division since then I believe the only person Pantoa's lost to is is Figgy too Askarov he lost to Askarov as well I, I, I see what I'm doing with these last two I'm just talking out loud because I, I don't know what I'm doing here the Perez line to me is very very tempting plus 145 underdog younger fighter Alex Perez undefeated in the UFC before he had that quick I'm not going to call it a fluke submission. It was Figgy's Figgy, but <clears throat> that was a rough one to get caught on very quick. Didn't really get a chance to get that fight going. So I'm, I'm going to circle, I'm going to circle Perez here with a little dotted circle. I'm leaning Perez early leans. That's what this video is. It's not lock-ins. It's early leans. I'm leaning Alex Perez here. Plus 145. We got to watch that line. I would expect that line to close. I would expect it to finish at like a minus 130 plus 115. but. Again, I, I would have expected Perez to be the uh, favorite here in the first place. So, who knows? To recap, Juliana Pena, plus 230, check. Alex Morono, plus 135, check. Play him small, but we're playing those two underdogs. Loving the Brandon Moreno, Magamud and of parlay. That comes out to a minus 123 right now. I would anticipate that close as minus 130. But keep an eye on the Moreno line, because if that hits... Minus 170 to minus 190. We're smashing, boys and girls. We're smashing. The questions I have is Derek Lewis, Sergi Pop, the lady of minus 110, minus 110. Don't know where we're going there. Dogger pass. So we'll see how that goes. And then Alexander Pantoa and Alex Perez. Leaning Perez, but conflicted. Again. Not the greatest of pay-per-views coming up, but we have fights nonetheless. Tomorrow you have fights on Tuesday night contender series. What, what can I say? I'm not going to complain. I would take six prelim cards in a row if it meant we had fights, okay? I don't need McGregor. I don't need John Jones. I don't need Usman, whoever else. I don't need the stars. I just need fights, and that's what we're getting. Hopefully we get profit, because last weekend sucked. Sucked. Didn't even get my fish and chips, mate. All right. Thanks for watching, lads and lassies. UFC 277, Saturday, July 30th. Juliana Pena taking her belt back home against Amanda Nunez. Much love, y'all.